KYW News Radio Original Podcasts. This is KYW News Radio in Depth. I'm Dave Uram. Eagles right tackle Lane Johnson is one of the most accomplished at his position in the NFL and has been a mainstay on the Eagles' offensive line since 2013. Johnson missed the last three games because of what the team called a personal matter. Earlier this week, Johnson posted a statement to social media saying that he's rejoining the team while revealing that he battles depression and anxiety. We reached out to a local licensed psychologist, sports psychologist, Dr. Joel Fish. He's the director of the Center for Sports Psychology Philadelphia. We wanted to talk to him about the importance of athletes opening up about mental health and how much more frequent that is now than in the past. Here's my conversation with Dr. Joel Fish. Dr. Fish, the first thing I'm wondering is, why is it really important for athletes like Lane Johnson to open up about mental health? Anxiety, stress in professional athletes and college athletes and high school athletes is is very real. So when Lane Johnson talks about anxiety, stress, depression, not only is that important for him to educate his teammates, the organization, about I'm a real person who plays football, but he's also educating the rest of us too. And in that way, I think he's doing himself as well as all of us, a real service in, in being honest about what he's been going through. Uh, how, does, how do you think society should view professional athletes? You know, Simone Biles has opened up about mental health. Uh, other athletes have opened up about mental health. Uh, Brandon Brooks, another Eagles offensive lineman, has done so. And we, we look at these professional athletes as superheroes, right, as indestructible. But they're not. They're people, too. How do you think society should view professional athletes? I think society is learning that our athletes are not machines. They're not robots. We may have a need to see them that way, but that they're not. And I think that in the same way football teams and baseball teams are understanding, we need to develop the person who plays the sport. We as fans need to understand that this is flesh and blood. We need to understand that these people are flesh and blood that they may have a special talent, but they also have special pressures that they have to deal with. And I think for us to understand them in an honest, real way, um, not only makes them, and for us to understand them in an honest, real way, um, can help us to root for them even more, because it's going to help us relate to them more as people, and not just some machine or robot who goes out there mechanically trying to do their job. And it's not, it's not only that, I feel like, but I feel like, you know, we think about Simone Biles and all the acrobatic things that she does in gymnastics and Lane's going up against other large defensive, you know, defensive linemen. He's an offensive lineman. It could be dangerous if an athlete is not mentally focused because they're dealing with things that they're unable to control. There's a danger aspect to this, too. Am I, am I correct? I think that our culture is changing in a very good way. In the same way we're learning more about concussions and physical injury and how dangerous that can be short-term and long-term, we're also learning about how dangerous emotional challenges can be, anxiety, stress, depression, and that if you're not on top of your emotions and you have to go out and perform in a very dangerous kind of physical profession, that can have short-term and long-term effects. So our culture is better understanding 
that physically and emotionally we need to develop and give the support to the athletes so that they're able to be the best they can be, both at the performance level, but, but also at the emotional level. How much more frequent are you seeing professional athletes being willing to open up about the struggles that they deal with, more so than in the past? I've been dealing with pro athletes for over 25 years. These issues have always been there. Anxiety, stress, depression, relationship issues. They've always had the personal part of themselves as well as the professional part of themselves. So the issues have been there. What's changing now is that our culture is such that we're able to talk about it more honestly and freely. And in the locker room, they're able to talk about it more honestly and freely. And that the definition of team is starting to expand. I'm there for you. You're there for me. I have your back. You have my back. A good teammate is there to celebrate with you when things are going well. But I'm also there to support you when things aren't going well. These are really important cultural changes that have happened, and I'm very encouraged because we've still got room to go. When do you think you started to see the cultural change in an effort to destigmatize mental health, and specifically in sports? It's been one step at a time. For those of us who've been, it's been one step at a time. For those of us who've been aware of this, Michael Phelps coming out with depression, right. Kevin Love in the NBA coming out with depression. DeMar DeRozan. So one step at a time, the more professional athletes have come out and said, honestly, this is who I am. Little by little, I think our culture is changing. And and when you ever have a cultural shift, you don't go from A to C without going through point B. The old school used to define mental toughness as just suck it up. Now I think we're understanding suck it up doesn't help you as a person, doesn't help you perform better. Like, we have to help you learn how to manage your emotions better. So the culture is defining mental toughness differently. The culture is defining what team is differently. And I think these are really positive trends because it's just acknowledging what athletes have been telling me for years and years and years. And the more you can get it out rather than keep it in, the more you're going to feel support from your teammates, from an organization. My job used to be sort of the exception to the rule. When I started this, it was very rare for a team to have a psychologist as part of the resources to help the team. Now, every team has one at the pro level, at the college level. Psychology has become part of player development. For us to help the person, we need to help them have a sound mind and a sound body. So we're going to provide you with strength and conditioning. We're going to provide you with nutrition. We're going to provide you with sports psychology. These are all ways to acknowledge that these are people who are performing and not just machines and robots. What's the next step that you would like to see in terms of the the cultural development in accepting mental health as a legitimate, serious thing? What's that next step? I think the next step is we still have room to grow and still room to learn where mental toughness is not just defined by sucking it up, where mental Issue, mental health and wellness issues are not seen as a weakness, but to own up to this is really seen as a strength. The needle's moving in the right direction, but I think we need to continue through educating people, through the Lane Johnsons of the world coming out and being honest about it, through seeing how their teammates support you. If you say honestly how you're feeling, you're not going to be rejected. You're going to be embraced. Um, We're moving in the right direction, but we still need to create safer environments for people to talk about, this is what I think, this is how I feel. We need to help our coaches better understand how to have these difficult conversations, how to be understanding with an athlete, yet hold them accountable at the same time. 
And we as parents need to help our kids better understand what am I feeling, label it, and express it, and give them tools to handle their emotions. Anxiety is not the enemy. Stress isn't the enemy. We all experience it. Welcome to the club. It's just us learning how to give our kids tools to manage those emotions just a little bit better. I'm excited because I think we're moving in the right direction, but we still have a lot of room to grow. What are some of those coping mechanisms that you refer to? I think when it comes to stress, step one is always helping somebody understand what signals their bodies give them that they're starting to get worked up. (sighs) Breathing starts to change. In practice, a particular skill is really easy, but in a game situation, they can't perform. Those are signals our bodies give us, and when those signals kick in, step two then is giving kids as well as adults some tools to calm down, slowing down, like I'm doing with you right now, Mm -hmm. (sighs) learning how to take deep breaths, and most importantly, teaching what we call positive self-talk. The messages we give to ourselves have a big influence on how we feel and how we perform. Yeah, but what if, trust myself, but what if, trust my preparation, but what if I'll cross that bridge when I get to it? The goal is not to remove anxiety, stress, but it's to nip it in the bud and learn how to respond to it to maintain composure and be in control of our emotions rather than our emotions being in control of us. Back to the, the, the um, topic of professional athletes opening up, addressing mental health hoping to destigmatize mental health. When a, when a public figure professional athlete like Elaine Johnson, like Simone Biles, like Michael Phelps, many, variety, various, various athletes across all sports, when they go public and they say, I'm dealing with this, how does that help somebody else who may be dealing with anxiety, depression, other symptoms of mental illness to address their mental health? How does that help them? Athletes are role models. Whether they should be or shouldn't be, they are hope profile role models. And we learn by watching what they do. And so when Lane Johnson comes out and says, I'm struggling with anxiety and depression to the point where it's interfering with my ability to function, we watch that. And in some level, I think it says to us, we can also be honest about what we're feeling, anxiety stress, depression. Welcome to the club. And if we watch him get supported by his teammates and get help, then we're going to feel, you know, it's okay for me to be honest, to ask for help, to reach out to people. And in that way, I think we're not only watching what he's doing, but watching how others are responding to him. And I hope that gives people the courage who may be able to relate to Lane Johnson to say, if he can reach out for help, I can reach out for help, and that's okay. Now, one area that might cause some hesitation, I'm just speculating here, because you work in Philadelphia, you've been in Philadelphia for many, many years, I'm from Philadelphia, and we know how the fan base is in Philadelphia, and I think Eagles fans and everybody's been very, very accepting of Lane, and that's, that's great to see. But how do you think fans can help destigmatize mental health in sports, mental illness in sports, and help bring further awareness and acceptance to somebody who may be dealing with an obstacle? I think it's a change for fans, too. And so there's going to be a learning curve and some growing pains 
for fans to listen to Lane Johnson and be understanding of what he's going through. And we can still boo, in my opinion. And we can still cheer. Like, we can still hold our athletes accountable. That part of fan behavior doesn't need to change. But what I hope this educates fans on is to sometimes give a player the benefit of the doubt, to understand that they have a personal life and professional life, to understand that just because you're big and strong physically doesn't mean you're so big and strong emotionally. These are lessons and takeaways, I think, that will help fans be able to relate to the players even more. And in that way, I think we're going to see over time um, a greater ability to relate to our players, and that's going to make being a fan even even a richer experience. So social media is a way these days in this era to interact with professional athletes like fans have never been able to before. In, in some cases, very negatively, and disrespectfully, and dangerously. At the same time, Lane Johnson was able to share his story on social media through social media posts. Social media is so prominent these days. How is social media helpful in destigmatizing mental health, but hurtful at the same time? What's your views on social media? Well, in psychology, we always say everything's a package deal. And so I just spoke to an athlete last week, very, very much struggling with anxiety, depression. I can do 99 things right. He said, if I do one thing wrong, it's publicized all over the world by that evening. I don't know if I can uphold that standard. And so the difficult part of social media is not only just how personal it can be in terms of what people will say towards an athlete, but it's putting our athletes, um, it's setting up our athletes for a standard of behavior that I think is impossible. Nobody bats 100 out of 100. And so to be able to feel like you can do 99 things right and then have to deal with the one mistake I make, um, I think that's an extra level of pressure that our athletes and our celebrities have to deal that the average person may not have to deal with. That's the negative part, I believe, of social media. Mm -hmm. The positive part of social media is that there can be an outpouring of support for the Simone Biles, for the Lane Johnsons, for the Osakas who in tennis right. just went through this. Right. Just like there was support for the Kevin Loves in basketball, the DeMar DeRozans, the Michael Phelps. And one thing you want to feel when you take a risk, and it's a risk to come out and say, I have serious depression, not low level, not medium level, high level. It's a risk for somebody to say, I have clinical anxiety, not low, not medium, not high. When you take that risk, and it takes a lot of courage to come out publicly, and you feel their support through social media, I can relate to what you're saying. You're not alone. This has helped me now express myself to people that are important to me. I believe that that support and that love can really help someone like Lane Johnson or someone else who's going through this um, to feel like I'm not alone and that the risk that I took was well worth it. And then I'm going to come out of this better for it, both as a person and better as an athlete. That's the positive part of social media. This is a big picture question that doesn't just deal with sports. How confident are you 
that society can destigmatize mental health from a general big picture standpoint, sports, non-sports, anywhere. I'm confident over time we can create a better climate where we're dealing with our athletes as people and not just as performers. But it doesn't happen overnight. We've been raised with a lot of different narratives when it comes to sport. We've been raised with heroes being defined. You have a broken leg, you go out and play. We've been raised with narratives of, I don't care what you're feeling, what you're thinking. For the team, you just suck it up and you go out and do it. So these are serious questions that as fans, we're trying to figure out, how do I be understanding towards an athlete, but hold him or her accountable at the same time? Mm -hmm. So I think we're going through a transition point. As I mentioned earlier, you don't go in any social change from point A to C without going through point B. But I'm really confident that we're on our way towards addressing these issues, that we'll tweak the formula for what a good fan's all about, that we'll tweak the formula about what our expectations are as athletes, and that we'll be providing our middle school athletes, our high school athletes, our college athletes, our professional athletes with the resources for them to develop the skills and learn the tools to handle their emotions better. Competition's great. I love competition. But we need to better equip our athletes, young and old, to handle all the emotions and expectations. I think when Lane Johnson and others come out like this, it's a step in the right direction. I'm, po- I'm confident we're going to keep moving in the right direction, but it's going to take time. My last question yeah. for you, Dr. Fish. What is your message to, to any athlete any age, anyone, any level, professional, where have you, who is fighting these emotions but is hesitant to share privately or publicly? What would your message to that athlete be? Anxiety is not the enemy. Stress isn't a bully. Depression doesn't have to be the enemy. Welcome to the club. We feel these things. And so my message is let's be honest about it. Let's get help if we need to, and be confident that over time we can learn how to manage these emotions just a little bit better. And the goal becomes, with support from others and with my own personal and professional development, that I can learn how to better manage these emotions so that I can function at the highest level and that I can personally and professionally be a happy person, and do the best I can do. That, that's, that's my advice. And that nobody has to go through anything alone. And trust, trust that if you reach out in the right time, in the right place, others will understand, others will support, and others can help you. As you go on this personal and professional journey, you're, you're not alone. Let's, let's help one another. And in that way, we're all in this together. Licensed and sports psychologist, Dr. Joel Fish, director of the Center for Sports Psychology in Philadelphia. Dr. Fish, I really appreciate the time. If, if, if somebody wants to reach out to you, how can they do so? Where can they find your practice? The Center for Sports Psychology, we have different locations throughout the city of Philadelphia. Um, you can call us, 215-735-6280. You can find us on the website. Um, we are around the area, so if there's interest, if there's a need and we can help, please feel free to reach out. Dr. Joel Fish, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode of KYW News Radio In-Depth. You can listen to the podcast free anytime on the Odyssey app, and you can find it wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Dave Uram, and we'll have another episode out soon.